Sometime in July this year, Saptarshi Bhattacharya, a 39-year-old HR executive from Mumbai, got a call from Ola Money's post-paid official IVR customer service number, 08037101888. IVR stands for Interactive Voice Response. You know, the ones with pre-recorded messages that ask you to dial 1 for A, 2 for B and so on. And Ola Money Postpaid is a buy now, pay later or BNPL credit facility given by Ola, the ride-hailing company, to its customers. So, Saptarshi gets a call from this number, he picks up and he dials one and then he disconnects. Next thing he knows, there are messages on his phone informing him of three successful transactions. What transactions? Now, cut to Bangalore around the same time. A person... Mm, let's call him X. Uh, we cannot take their real name because they did not want us to. So X was using another BNPL platform called MobiQuick Zip. They got an OTP, they typed it in and suddenly a transaction of more than 30,000 rupees took place. Now, can you guess what is common between both of these stories? Of course, they're both victims of online fraud. But it was a very specific type of fraud called a wishing scam. Like a phishing scam, but with a voice. And these phishing scams are rising quite fast. In fact, online financial frauds in general are rising. More than two-thirds of cybercrimes in India are actually online. And phishing scams make up more than 5% of such crimes. If you think about online financial scams, you'll notice how over time they're just getting more and more sophisticated. It is getting harder for us to tell the difference between what is genuine and what is fake. In fact, there are many instances of people getting calls from these IVR numbers telling them that they're going to help you secure your BNPL account from fraud. And then you get defrauded. These scams are getting quite meta. And the easiest targets for these scamsters are BNPL customers because they lack the kind of security and safety that banks offer. Plus, there are barely any consumer protection guidelines in place for them. And what's worst is that people who use these BNPL products are usually financially vulnerable. Welcome to Daybreak, a business podcast from the Ken. I'm your host, Nikda Sharma, and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Wednesday, the 18th of October. it is the Reserve Bank or the RBI that regulates BNPL products through its digital lending rules. Now, not just here, but even in other countries, BNPL is becoming quite popular. And that is because it offers short-term financing options, financial flexibility, affordability and smaller credit lines. BNPL products are almost like a credit card. But the problem is that they're not secure enough and they have quite a significant design flaw. There is basically no way to detect fraud. Praveen Kalai Selvan, the founder of Save Them India Foundation, which is a cyber security activism NGO, spoke to my colleague Shivani Verma. 
He told her how these complaints have increased in the last three months, and he pointed out how most of them are from Ola Money and Mobi Quick Zip customers, and a few of them are from users of PhonePay, Bajaj FinServe, and also Amazon Pay. And he explained to us why these kinds of scams are favored by fraudsters. Basically, there are two reasons. One is that the responsibility and liability of the fraudulent transaction falls directly on the customer. And number two is that these transactions are very, very hard to trace. And why it is a dangerous trend is because of the scale of the susceptible targets. The BNPL user base in India is expected to reach 80 to 100 million by 2026. For comparison, India had over 86 million credit cards as of April this year. So, how do these fake IVR calls actually work? Stay tuned to find out, but before that, my colleague Akshay has something to tell you. You've probably heard of Gru. Maybe you've seen one of their YouTube videos explaining what a mutual fund or an SIP is. Or you might even be using Gru to invest your own money. It's a financial services platform, a mutual funds marketplace, and it was last valued at $3 billion. And this was a very popular and a very common idea even seven or eight years ago, when Lalit and his co-founders were knocking on doors trying to get funding for Grow. So why then did investors put their money into it, if there were already dozens of these companies in the same space? And some of them even listed. We got Lalit Keshre, the co-founder of Grow, on our leadership podcast. First Principles, hosted by Rohin Dharmakumar. And Rohin asked Lalit a simple question on the podcast. What set Grow apart from the other players? And very interestingly, Lalit said there was a formula. A four-step formula that he and his co-founders used to carve a niche for themselves. And in his opinion, this is a formula that every direct-to-consumer product needs to be thinking about. In fact, he broke this formula down in great detail on this particular episode of First Principles. Along with that, he also talked about his love for his customers, how to delight them, how to really understand them, and how to be obsessed with them. I highly recommend you listen to the whole episode and keep an ear out for the four-step formula. The link to this episode is in the show notes, or you can just look up First Principles by The Ken wherever you get your podcast. I am Akshaya from The Ken's Newsroom. Thank you for listening to us. If you like what we do, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. And now, back to Snigda. The whole idea behind the way that these scamsters operate is to basically appear as legitimate as possible. As online frauds increase in number, customers are also becoming more and more aware of them. They are better at telling them apart. Which is why scamsters are constantly finding finer and more legit looking methods to scam people. Kalai Selvan told the Ken that they make it seem like the call is from an official source and that is how they get the victim's trust. The scam continues by telling the victim about a supposed attempt to change their personal information and that they need to take immediate action to secure their account. 
Scammers also make unauthorized purchases, which is often in the form of coupons or vouchers from platforms like Woohoo, Quicksilver, Amazon, Flipkart, and other e-commerce websites. Then they sell these coupons in the black market in return for money. But that still does not explain how customers get these calls from the official numbers of these BNPL platforms. It is a bit complicated, but Anand Venkatanarayanan, a cybersecurity researcher, helped us understand. He is the co-founder of DeepStrat, which is a New Delhi-based risk mitigation and cybersecurity advisory. He told us that these support numbers are DID or direct inward dialing numbers, which are hosted on a cloud. And this functionality is offered by many providers through a web portal. So, Anyone who has credentials to access the portal can not only obtain the DID number's call logs, but also make outgoing calls from this number by using a simple dialer app. This means either the DID number credentials have been leaked to the scammers or worse, there is an insider letting the scamsters use the portal through the standard automated dialer app. But what about the cases where customers did not even share an OTP? Venkatanarayanan said that there are various ways to capture the OTPs. He said that fraudsters have access to the systems within the companies. For example, if I can send you an OTP to your number to authorize a transaction, what would prevent me from filling it in myself because I'm an insider? End quote. So, if you think OTPs are secure, this is the best example to show you that it is not, at least not anymore. So OTPs only work effectively, at least uh, partly effectively, if they are used for additional factor authentication. In 2008, the RBI had made two-factor authentication or 2FA mandatory for all mobile banking transactions. But again, even 2FAs are not entirely safe anymore. Yes, they do help reduce fraud to a large extent, but their impact has also become weaker. Coming up next, how do cyber criminals decide who to target? Kalai Selvan told Shivani that scammers use mass calling techniques to reach a larger set of victims after they get their phone numbers from public directories, leaked databases, and sometimes even through automated dialing systems that generate random phone numbers. Enes Napinai, an advocate with the Supreme Court and the founder of CyberSathi, told the Ken that scammers are using the post-paid customers' information and are being able to get the money out through the platform. And because BNPL customers do not have any recourse in the form of consumer protection guidelines, most victims of these scams get no help from their service providers. Instead, the companies come after them to push them to clear their dues or they are forced to disable their BNPL accounts because of the pending payments. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of the Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. 
head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.